0: All right, welcome everyone to the debut episode of the Carnism Debunk podcast, bringing you the juiciest, most thought-provoking, eye-opening topics from inside and outside the animal rights movement. I'm your host, George Martin, and my guest today is the legendary Sonia Say. And what better way to kick off this podcast than by having her on the show? So to fill you in on today's guest, Sonia came to international media attention recently over concerns of the well-being of Jumanji, the fennec fox in her care. Uh, Sonia is also the singer of Dream, which as far as I'm aware is the only song with an animal liberation message on Vivo So go check that out if you haven't done already. I'll leave a link in uh, in the YouTube and the Facebook description um, Yeah, so welcome to the show Sonia. How are you?
1: Hi, um, I'm fine
0: <laughs> Awesome. So I guess I'll, I'll uh, put it over to you like say your story. What happened with Jumanji? Tell us everything from Start to finish, everything you went through, and yeah, just tell us what happened, basically.
1: Okay, so it all started in two thousand eighteen when a girl um, took the pictures of my Instagram from an allergy that Jumanji has. That um, they were from two thousand fifteen, and she took those pictures. She took another ones, and she made up a story on her page- Facebook page. Uh, basically saying that he was dying on a a vegan diet he that those pictures of 2015 were pictures from now and that he used to look like the other pictures and that he was a lethargic he couldn't move blah 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 you know some sort of sensationalist story to i guess get likes or to i don't know for people to hate me and this story um (laughs) started to go viral and people started to share it on first on Twitter then um on YouTube they started making videos and after that they like clickbait media started sharing it and then other more serious media started sharing it as well without Mm -hmm. even checking not even for five minutes if the story was true um so um that happened and then um i like you know um with all that attention i started getting a lot of death threats and disturbing comments and also i had a change.org page (laughs) with i don't know how many thousands of signatures for um the police to take away my fox and all of that. Yeah, a little bit crazy.
0: <laughs> so how did you acquire Jamanji? How how did you cause uh, one of the, um the people asking um on the Facebook post asked hmm. why is it that Sonia has Jumanji in her care? So a fox. describe what a fennec fox is first and then say how you acquired him.
1: Okay, so a fennec fox is this is a type of um canid that is the smallest one in in the world he's smallest than a smaller than a chihuahua and they in the wild they would naturally live in the desert um in the region of the sahara desert um but um he's also considered an exotic pet and some people have uh, fennec foxes as pets just like some people have um snakes or tarantulas or Um, you know, different species of exotic pets. Yeah. So yeah. Um, sorry.
0: (laughs) And they're they're omnivores, right?
1: Yes. Because a lot of people think
0: they're carnivores, don't they? Yeah.
1: Um. Usually, like the people who come as a, you know, um, upset with the story and all that, they usually repeat the thing of that they are carnivores, and that they eat 90% of of um, animals in the wild, but they don't consider that in the wild. <laughs> yeah. They they live in the desert. There's not a lot of, of other options rather than that. Um, so, the despite of that, of course, they need high um, amounts of taurine and all of that, but they are omnivores.
0: Yeah. And so how... Tell us the how did you actually get Jumanji? What how did Jumanji yeah. come to be in your house basically?
1: So the man who had him, I'm gonna sp- explain like a little bit background. I'm gonna um explain like not short. I'm gonna um
0: That's cool, yeah. Go
1: on. Do do the long long thing. <laughs> <laughs> um so the man who had him, um, he wasn't a breeder at all um and he he was a man that had um his parents uh but he he bought his like jumanji's parents to a breeder, um so they were born in captivity too and Mm. you know um like just like many other people who have like dogs or cats he had the couple and the couple had um a baby. He actually like the couple actually had two babies, um, and he wanted to keep them, but um the father of Jumanji um, killed the other baby, and he was very aggressive towards the babies. Um, I guess, I guess because of he was jealous that the mother would pay attention to the babies instead of um, him.
0: And this is in and, Spain. Can I just clarify this? this yes. Okay. Yes.
1: This is in Spain. And so yeah. the man um, obviously didn't want the other baby to die. And he wanted to uh, find someone who would care, who would take care of the baby. And we had a friend in common and that friend told him, um, oh, I know a person who is like, she likes animals a lot. She is very outspoken. Um, she always defends them. And I think that she would take care, she would take well care of him. So this friend puts us in contact and we, like, we agreed to meet and, and, you know, I went to his house and I ended up adopting to mind. In fact, yeah. I, I, I had second thoughts. I remember when I went because um, the, when, when I went there, I saw that the mother really liked the baby a lot, you know, of course, because it's a mother who um, has a strong bond with their children and at first i didn't want to adopt him because you know i i I started crying because i felt super bad um because when you think about it you know you're separating a mother from her child yeah and the man um said you know um i need to rehome him otherwise he's gonna be killed And and so I ended up adopting him. But that also made me think, you know, um, about Um, the pet trade in general and uh, just like with dogs and any other um, non-human animal that we, you know, separate them from their families.
0: Absolutely. So it it was, I guess it was one of these kind of lesser of of two evils kind of cases, right? When we adopt an animal that's been that should not be in a domesticated animal in the first place. Well, there shouldn't be such thing as a domesticated animal in the first place. Um, But it's taking that um, ethical decision of what do we do with um, those animals who have already been bred into care. And I I just want to ask, obviously, most of the listeners will be uh, very interested to know, how is Jumanji? Mm -hmm. Like what? (laughs) Yeah. Tell us how he is these days. How is his health?
1: uh, his health um good, like always he is um he still has the allergy, which is ah uh, something that um sometimes people um don't like miss about it. Um, yeah. he has it. He has it better though, um because once we identified the problem, <laughs> we could come up with a solution. yeah, um so obviously it's not as bad as those pictures, but he. He's sh- like in summer he, sh- he is short he slightly shortens his hair, but nothing in comparison to those pictures. And his health is well, his blood tests are fine and he's just yeah. doing well right now. I think he's taking a nap.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. So I mean, you get all these death threats and there's this petition and stuff saying, you know, have the inspectors come around and seize Jumanji from Sonya Say and all this stuff. And then it must have been an, a horrific ordeal for you to go through over absolutely nothing, over a picture of a fox with an allergy who's perfectly healthy on his plant-based diet. And what did they find? Did, did the inspectors ever come? What, what happened?
1: Um, yeah, so the uh, police for animal protection um called me and they said they they were gonna inspect my home and so they came and they they saw jumanji um one of the first things that surprised uh the police was that he didn't look at all like the pictures and <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um they checked all the veterinary records they checked um the food that I was giving to him, they check all the ingredients and everything. Um, uh, they, they, they uh, call the veterinary, they checked the you know all the papers. Thankfully, thankfully,'m I'm, uh, I'm a very responsible person with him, which I'm not usually I am, I'm with my things, but with him I am. and and I had all these like all the records and everything that I always keep from the veterinary so that was Mm -hmm. good and um yeah they checked um where was he living if he had um like toys or special things i showed him the sandbar that i have and like pretty much you know um everything i have for him and (laughs) the funniest thing um they one of them was like dude this fox lives better than me (laughs) 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 which was pretty funny um i wish i wish i had recorded that but obviously i i I, I don't know i don't i don't think of of recording. yeah the police when they come i i think that in my in my country it's not i don't i'm not sure if it's legal to record them um but anyways um so they took pictures of jumanji um like with me holding him and everything they made the report i still have the report at home and um they i think that now you know i thought they were gonna do some sort of uh post or something on their uh website because sometimes they do but um instead of that if people ask them they say no we already went and inspected and it was all fine
0: yeah what what do you feed jumanji what's his typical diet
1: so um Even though he's a canid or a, um, you know, omnivore, he needs more taurine than dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I feed him is um, usually, usually people who have fennec foxes as pets, they feed them um, cat kibble. And usually they, you know, they put like supplements or things like that. Um, So... Um, I feed him a plant-based, uh, kibble for intended for carnivores like cats, because it has the amount of taurine that a fennec fox, like it's, it's closer to the amount of taurine that a fennec fox needs. It's still, um, it's still like on the, on the short level. So what I do is I usually, um, do homemade, um, cookies or treats, and i add taurine and usually a little bit of iron and um i think i have a a recipe that i did a while ago on youtube about it and um, yeah i also give him treats um he loves everything that is dried i don't know why but he doesn't really like like um juicy things so um Mm. usually Sometimes I give him dehydrated fruit or dates and he really likes it.
0: Well, they're desert animals, aren't they? So it makes sense. Everything yeah. they eat is going to be dry. So um, what does your vet say about Jumanji's diet?
1: So my vet doesn't care. Well, I mean, obviously he cares about Jumanji. So what he cares is about the results. Yeah. He doesn't care about like, you know, he wants results if, um my fox was bad on the diet he wouldn't be okay with it but as long as the blood test and everything is fine he's he's completely fine with it he's he's a very uh practical person and what he wants is results and um that's what should matter you know
0: (laughs) for sure i mean nutrition is a numbers game right i mean there's not some kind of our body doesn't magically identify oh this is this and this is that this is, yeah you know animal flesh doesn't have some kind of magical nutrient in it it's about getting the right nutrients and exactly. clearly yeah clearly jumanji is getting the right nutrients the vet is happy with his health he has an allergy completely unrelated to his diet that he's eating and it just goes to show all these kind of myths that have been perpetuated yeah. and i guess w- would you say the fact that so many people think fennec fox are carnivores rather than omnivores do you think that played a huge role in the hatred that you got
1: mm, not necessarily i think that um even with dogs there's a lot of yeah. prejudice against uh, plant-based diets i think it's it all comes to ignorance and that people think that um labels as carnivores omnivores or herbivores are like this fundamental thing that one cannot change by any means and Mm. it's they they all become science deniers it's like you know we've we've beaten viruses by by, like by creating vaccines to help and you know animals and humans and all that and um we've we've um develop so much um well we we've changed so much the laws of nature that um you know when you break down the tags or labels of omnivore carnivore and herbivore you just come to the conclusion that um they're just nutrients they're just certain amino acids that you need to uh put in your body and yeah. um that's that's what people don't understand they they don't understand that the plant-based food that Jumanji is being fed would kill a rabbit, for example. Yeah, it's 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 plant-based, but it's not good for herbivores. It's good for omnivores or carnivores, and I think that's that's something that right now there is a huge prejudice. Um, but we are moving slowly towards um, making people understand that you know, it's, it all comes from ignorance.
0: Yeah. I want to talk now specifically about the death threats and the sort of things they said. Hmm. Can you recall any specific death threats that really stood out to you and made you fear for your life or anything? And can you recall exactly what they said?
1: Yeah. Um, there was one, like there were, there were a few, the The ones that scared me the most were the ones that said that they knew my location and mm-hmm. they they had uh, geo-tracked me or, um, you know, that they found where I was living. And some of them were pretty starving. I remember one that said that they were going to um, set my house on fire and they were going to uh, kill my family. And, hmm. and kill
0: Jumanji and- in the process yeah. as well, which kind of defeats the whole... <laughs> that is the stupidest death threat i've ever heard because you're you know starving your fox i'm gonna burn down your house and kill the very fox i claim to care about i mean this just shows the stupidity of these people
1: i i think that it's very ironic it's it's it seems like a joke because all these people none of them are vegan yeah i mean they're like you know i got I get insults and things like that from from a few vegans, but um, the like main people are just not vegan. So mm, yeah, it's like, do you care? Do you, you not? You don't really care. You just act like you care, but do you you don't care about what's right and what's wrong. Like, let's say for the sake of arguing that the story was true, you know, yeah. let's say that I actually would be um hurting jumanji with this diet etc i would have still have done it out of heart like it would be bad for like you know it would be a like a a decision yeah. a, a badly thought decision but like I, it's not like i am one of those persons who go and steps on cats or or does those disturbing things on the internet that, that would be just me being an irresponsible person of course you know that mm-hmm. that would be bad, but um, it's yeah, it's um, you know that the intention. Like I think that all the death threats and everything, ha, like they are not justified. If uh, you know, if if the story was true, they would not ne- like they they would still not be justified because you know I, I would just be like a person with a good intentions. It's doing something bad.
0: Yeah, and it also, I mean, it just blows my mind because even if, as you were to say, let's grant their argument as true for a second, even if this was the case that you were harming Jumanji in your care by feeding him this plant-based diet, you would still be less of an animal abuser and be causing umpteen million times less harm to animals than these very people who are sending you death threats and stuff. Who exactly. Who every single day are doing this to pigs and cows and chickens and sheep.
1: Exactly. In fact, in fact, i would still cause less harm to animals yeah. because it would be one animal being unhealthy and whatever versus yeah. um thousands of animals that would be being killed for my fault so it's still, it would still like objectively obviously um we you know i it's not something that i would do because usually you you put your your loved ones before others but um that that would still objectively, that would be hmm. the the decision that would cause less harm to yeah. to an um like you know generally. So if you if I was a robot and I had to like you know, I do not put like emotions or, or subjectivity, I just put numbers, statistics, etc. I would it would be like okay, the best solution to not cause harm. The less harm that you cause is still this one.
0: Yeah. And I wonder how uh, how many of these people have written to the dairy industry to complain about the fact that the dairy industry actually feeds cows fish meal. I mean, these people are so <laughs> against animals being fed their improper diet, right? So did they realize cows are herbivores and that they're paying farmers to uh, you know feed these animals fish meal which goes surely completely against everything they stand for i wonder if the dairy industry has even received one single letter from these people who sent you a death threat
1: yeah um even for example i think that um that's a great analogy another one is um the fact that chickens are omnivores and what they are fed and usually it's labeled as something super good if they are fed yeah. an herbivore diet if they are fed a grain or a grass um and they That's are a omnivores great point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know um the raised and-
0: chickens they eat the finest organic seed not a worm or a maggot in sight just you know pure even though they're omnivores <laughs>
1: exactly and no one no one gives a a crap about it no one
0: cares (laughs) fucking hell now when your family got mentioned in the death threats you know Mm. people were saying they're going to kill your family and stuff did did that for did you know for a second there did you think that could actually happen did you fear for your family's safety and did you actually discuss this with your family
1: um i i did have um I was a bit scared, but um you know I, I I with my family I talked a little bit, but um you know these people like live in the other side of the world, so mm-hmm. I like unless they come and take a plane to Spain and and try to search my home, you know I. I, I I can fear to to a certain extent, but i you know i don't think i yeah. i at least I try to think that it's not a possibility
0: And did you ever consider taking action against these people uh whether it be for defamation because of the clear lies that they were spreading about you you know you know the papers and that for one? Yeah or you know the actual death threats you received what action did you yeah. take and did you take any um
1: um i've thought about it i still think sometimes about it but the thing is that it causes me a lot of anxiety and i'll like i don't i know that every time that i that i think about it and i go towards that um thought process i start getting um, like my health is affected and Mm -hmm. I don't feel good about it. So may, I know, I, I know I should, you know, um, but just the, the whole idea and of having to, to go through all of this again, it really, um, it, I don't know. I, it's not, it's not something that makes me feel good. Maybe I will because, you know, I can do it. Um, but, um, yeah, it's. I don't feel good about it, so.
0: That's understandable. Um, I'm yeah. not doing it. Now you obviously had this very hostile reaction from non-vegans. What was the reaction like from your fellow vegans?
1: So yeah, um, I think that was the um, most disappointing part, but also the most um, <laughs> encouraging and and warm. Because you know, I had like on one side the vegans who were defending me and still defend me whenever it pops up again. The story, and I had a lot of um, support from like a lot of vegans and the animal liberation community. Um, But then, (laughs) you know, there's this, there weren't a lot, but there were a few vegans who were like. I'm not like the other girls of veganism, you know? And they were like, oh my God, I am vegan, but I would never do this. I am vegan, but uh, Mm. this is the reason why people hate me. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) You know, um, and at the end of the day, a lot of people call call themselves vegan, but there is a Mm. difference between being a speciesist and being Mm. non-speciesist and inside of veganism you can't really tell if someone isn't someone isn't and there's these people who um i think it's usually related to their own guilt because it's people who have carnivore animals and they feed them not or omnivores and they feed them um uh, flesh of other animals so you know Mm. it's like Um, they project their own insecurities towards me. So they they feel like if they attack me and I keep being the bad guy, they they won't be the bad guy.
0: That's a very good point. I think a lot of vegans will have dogs in their care, for example, but they're very scared. Even though it's perfectly possible, they're very scared to put them on a fully plant-based diet. So out of fear for their... For their dog, they feed them, you know, a bit of this tins crap that you get from Pedigree Chum or whoever. And then because of that, they absolutely, I think you've got a point there, project that onto others who are successfully feeding their companion animal or plant based diet. And it kind of makes them feel better just because they're a bit too scared to take that step for themselves. You know, they project that feeling onto others. And I think that's a a very good point. Now, another thing um, I wanted to ask you about, because I didn't, I was unable to make the vegan camp out last year, but you did uh, a speech, didn't you at the vegan camp out last yes. year in the UK um, in front of a fair few people, I'd imagine. Um, what was the title of your speech?
1: Um, how to deal with hate. Yeah. That was.
0: Just... And, and you mentioned Jumanji's story in that speech, right? Yeah. And what was I the did. reaction like there at the camp out? to your speech
1: um people were open to listen and they were interested in in my point of view or um, you know what i had to say um it was really um nice because you know i went there i wasn't expecting as many people i was expecting i don't know 50 persons not <laughs> like 2 or 3000 wow <laughs> and um, they came to listen to the story and they, um, you know, most of them knew about the story and, um, the questions were, were good, were question genuine questions of, like, wanting to know, you know, about it and, and real concerns, which re- felt really good after, I don't know, living every day with just receiving, you know, messages of people just either insulting you or asking you something that they don't really want to, like the the real answer, because when you take the time Mm -hmm. to answer them, it's just, it's just a constant attack. And it's just, you provide them the, the evidence, you know, you're like, no, no, man, look, this is the fox. This is uh, the date of today. It's perfectly yeah. fine, and they still don't want to accept it. So it was really um, um, reassuring and and nice to feel that there's people listening to you, and you know, and you you don't feel alone.
0: Yeah, and I think it just shows how much the internet brings out the worst in people as well. Um, when you go online, you're surrounded by the most awful messages and comments that you could possibly ever imagine and then actually when you go to these places in real life where there's a huge congregation of vegans a lot more people support you and are um, willing to defend you than you might actually realize Um, but i also wanted to ask with regards to the media attention and stuff that you got what was the furthest country whose media you knew of reported it because i'm in the uk and we i remember online on the daily mail website (laughs) you know girl feeds her fennec fox the diet that's starving into death or something like that it was crazy like did you see anything particular from afar
1: um i'm gonna say a few countries that i remember seeing the story uh, going viral uh i know that russia did it Wow. um i know that um some sort of asian country i'm unsure sure which like the characters to which country it pertains perhaps it was japan but perhaps it wasn't i don't know um mm. i'm from i'm from spain so australia for me is like super far away so i guess that's like the
0: the farthest
1: they could have gone, I guess. And obviously the U.S. I think that the U.S. was the one where it popped the biggest.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that must have been... Did you even expect that? So you you get this girl who shares this stuff oh, around about God. you after an argument or whatever it was on Facebook. And then, what? one day you're just waking up and suddenly your face is in the <laughs> paper in America and stuff.
1: No, and no, not at all. And the thing is... That, um, you know it's a freaking post of a girl with a weird profile picture on on Facebook like of course I wasn't expecting it all this in fact the first post that she did she had to do it twice the first one it was taken down because she was uh, using um my my information my personal information on Facebook and mm-hmm. so um you know, you can't dox people publicly on Facebook with their Facebook profile. So what she did was she, instead of putting my Facebook, she put my Instagram and it's weird, but if she puts my Instagram, since it's not the same platform, even though it's, you know, it's controlled by the same person, um, then it was okay. And it didn't, it followed the community standards, you know, and I, I, um, well, coming back to your question, I, I really wasn't expecting at all that, you know, I, I was a girl with like, I don't know, 2000 subscribers, I guess, on YouTube, um, a few views, just doing my own and all of that. And people started, like the media, of, of overall the media, depicted me as this super huge YouTuber mm. with... I don't know, with many views. It, it, it's funny, because, you know, I because of this story, I got, like, known, and, and I got way more subscribers and followers and all of that. But the, like, YouTube videos and the media kind of, like, they say the opposite, you know? They say, like, as if I was like a huge YouTuber who, mm. like, lost a lot of followers or whatever because I did this monstrous thing. And they, I remember watching some um videos of, of youtube of like controversial people on the internet and whatever and they were putting me right next to uh logan paul <laughs> and i'm like yeah you know i'm just this small youtuber <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of all the people um, they could as well, it's great. Like, there's loads of vegans who feed their omnivorous animal in their care a plant yeah. diet, and it's just boom. It's just all about you, and uh, that must have been very hard to take because so much. Yeah, one person. It's the like, thing. Um, I know thousands of vegans who do this. Like, what's the deal?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, another um, huge like issue or whatever that people don't take in consideration over all these platforms is that. I don't have the following that Logan Paul has or, or the following that another person can have to feel that at least I am half supported, you know? I don't have people who, who who would defend me. So at the moment that I that I got this huge scandal as if I was some sort of famous person, you know, when I was like just this girl on doing a few youtube videos
0: yeah.
1: um it was that's i think that what what made me feel really alone um and bad in the first place it was that i didn't have support or anything to fight against you know i didn't have a, ch- a huge channel so i couldn't like even if i defended myself it couldn't reach too many people uh, and because i didn't have a big platform so it was like the damage is done you know, the story is out, and just a few people who were actually interested to see more were the ones that went to my pages and checked, you know, instead of just leaving a hate comment, and I did get, I did get um, some really nice comments of people who were like, I came really upset and ready to, to, I don't know, you know, to spread my hate against you and then i checked and i realized that you know it was all made up yeah so those those were comforting comments to be honest
0: yeah i want to talk now about the um quite a big debate that's on a lot of people's minds in the animal rights movement and that's the subject of cats because cats are Mm -hmm. carnivores 100 they're not omnivores but there are absolutely cases of people of vegans who are feeding their cats a fully plant-based diet. I just want to get what your thoughts are on feeding cats a fully plant-based diet and how, you know whether you think it's scientifically plausible or you think it's a bad idea. what do you think?
1: Um, I think it's awesome. it's uh thanks to the scientific revolution, we have the option to um feed. Um, carnivore animals without having to kill others, and if it's possible, why not? Um, I don't I understand why there's so many people who are um, reticent to this, but it's it's great to not have to pay to kill animals, and and as as we said earlier, um, carnivore is just a label; it's certain amount of amino acids that you need. And as long as they can be met, why, why would anyone prefer to kill others?
0: Yeah. The thing with cats that are my opinion on this whole cat thing is, yes, it absolutely can be done, but it needs to be done very carefully. Um, and I do know of people um, who have fed their cat a plant-based diet and it didn't go right. The cat developed urinary crystals, for example. But from my understanding, this is a thing with um, male cats more often than female cats. I think from what I understand, female cats are easier to put on a plant based diet so long as you're giving them all the right nutrients they would get all the taurine and all that kind of stuff. But cats, male cats are more prone to developing things like urinary, urinary tract infections and stuff like that. Um, so I, I, don't know if it's this case of, um, you know, things like pH strips to check their urine and stuff from time to time, but I can definitely understand why people would be hesitant to put, put their cat on a plant-based diet with these like stories you do hear. Like, w- what do you say to, in the cases of people who have said, look, I tried to put my cat on a plant-based diet, but it didn't go right.
1: Yeah. First of all, it's always very important to check with your veterinary and to make sure that your cat has all the needs and the pH levels right. Um, peop- like cats who have urinary tract issues, they they had already like those, they were already prone before the plant-based diet and there, there are options. If, if you really want to, there are options. There's, um, I actually bought this at first because I thought that the pH levels of Javanji could be bad too. Like mm-hmm. I was uh, afraid. In the end, like in the blood test and in everything they do, it was like the pH was always good. So it I stopped putting it. But um, there's this um, there's um, what's the name? Well, there there's this supplementation that you can feed um, cats to I mean, regulate cats. the pH levels. No um. There's a supplementation called I, I have it in my pet Food video. I think it's yeah. called Veg it's from Cat or something like that. Yeah. And it's it's to it helps to keep the urinary levels um, fine for your cat and into more acidic, you know. Yeah. To not form crystals. And that's the thing is um, you know, of course it, you can have the intention of wanting to feed your, your plant based diet, but you have to do it well. It's yeah. like, if I, if I didn't take the responsibility, didn't check well, um, Jumanji, I would be a risk, re, an irresponsible owner. So I think it, what it matters is to, to do it well and to check everything and to, and to you know pay attention to it
0: because one thing i know a lot of people say who say that you know vegans should not be feeding their cat a plant-based diet is they say that's you know this isn't a cat's natural diet i guess my response to be to that would be there's no such thing as a cat's natural diet a household cat is not a natural animal they're essentially a human-made animal they're a creation the domesticated cat is a creation nothing you feed a domesticated cat is natural at all. I mean, if you were to truly, you know, give them the natural diet, it would just be let them to go out and kill birds and stuff. But like when you give them tinned cat foods and stuff like that, I mean, a tabby cat doesn't hunt pigs or cows. They can't swim. You know, when you feed your cat a fish, that's not natural. Yeah. Like cats don't swim. There's t- so, or, or or can have any kind of fishing ability at all. So it's like yeah, it's,
1: or okay. or a tuna that is like um I don't know ten times the size of a cat. I don't think yeah. that the cat would
0: would go deep
1: in the ocean and hunt tuna. Yeah. Um. But the thing is that there's this romantic idea of what it's natural, as
0: yeah. if it
1: was like some sort of religious um sect of people who think that natural is like as if it was the the point the the top um best thing in the world yeah uh the lifespan of animals in nature is way 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 shorter than and their their domestic um animal in and under humans care, um, vaccines are not natural. Medicine is not natural; is the opposite of of natural, and yet it prolongs the life of those who who take them. Um, yeah. The same with you know with the food. The food depends if you do it right or or wrong. But natural doesn't mean. Good, naturally or best.
0: No, absolutely, and I, that's the thing. Carnists always say is they have this idea of nature and natural, and you know it's another. When you talked about medications and stuff a moment ago, that actually kind of reminded me. You know, if it, if carnists want what's so called natural, and they you know hate anything to do with you know science intervening and stopping things that would happen in nature then every time they're on their deathbed you know you should just say to them circle of life or something (laughs) by that logic that would be okay and don't don't take this medication so i mean we we've talked now about so cats so cats are a carnivorous animal however you know from what we have seen both you and i could say that for sure we have seen cases of people successfully feeding their cats a plant-based diet it just has to be carefully planned um would you accept that there are some animals currently in people's care that absolutely cannot be fed a plant-based diet? We just do not have the means to do it. Like in my opinion, this would be like snakes. Um, hmm. There are in, insectivores like tarantulas and stuff like that. Do you think we have a way, or would you would you agree with me that there just currently isn't a way?
1: I think that where there is a will, there is a way. Uh, no, well, no vegans are happy at having to feed animals other animals you know that's why their their emotional response is always anger and and anger comes from frustration i understand that if you have a certain animal that you do not possess the knowledge or um tools to make them plant-based you feel in this trapped i guess um way where you have you know if you have a snake or a tarantula or any animal like that and you feel like, okay, I love uh, this animal. I don't want this animal to die. Uh, yet I feel, uh, you know, as a vegan, I'd, I, or as a person who cares about animals, I don't feel comfortable, but I do have to do it to, you know, to feed this animal. And I know one person, obviously this person remains um, very, um, secret because that's not something that um people would accept just like my fox but imagine a snake i know a person who successfully has a plant-based snake what um yes um the thing is that it's not pretty in the terms of um you don't you don't make the snake go and eat the thing yeah um i know that the person what what the person does is they um make sure that they have all the nutrients and the snake needs, and they um feed the snake with um um what's the name? Uh, not not inject like um
0: like a with tablet, a needle
1: like a like an needle to his mouth you know but yeah. not, not inject oh a
0: syringe kind of thing they drop it uh, and yeah it.
1: yeah that was the name yeah syringe. yeah and and you know the snake has been like he's he he, the snake is good is healthy and um uh, has been eating like that for years um it's not good i don't know i think it's the it's a lesser evil you know the less of the of the bad options and obviously i don't think it's you know these these animals shouldn't be um in a house just like my fox you know they should yeah they should have been born in nature but when you have this, this scenario which is these animals who have been born in captivity and they can't can't go in the wild and everything then you have to take care of them and sometimes you have to choose the lesser evil you know the less yeah. two bad things
0: and even going back to the natural thing it's still not a, a snake being kept in a tank for, that, for a start, that's unnatural. But then feeding them mice who were killed by humans via snapping yep. their necks or gassing them or whatever it was, that's as unnatural as hell as well. So it still goes, you know, this fallacy of, you know, natural, it's still, it's still always wrong regardless of what you're feeding some kind of um, animal who's in your care. But I was going to yeah. say, like, it seemed like, so this person you know seems to have found a way to do it. For most people, yeah. they have no idea how this can be done. And it seems the only sort of... I think there's kind of like four options that you can have if you have no idea what to do. The Basically, the four options there are if you have a carnivorous or insectivorous animal in your care is you either continue to feed them the murdered animals, thus you're continuing to feed... Uh, you're continuing to fund animal murder. You kill the animal so that no animals need to die for them, thus you actually murder the animal in your care. Uh, you release them into the wild, which is not only illegal and dangerous for the animal who's in your care, but it's also dangerous for wild animals, animals in that area It completely like messes up that ecosystem. Or you give them away to someone else to care for, which results in them continuing to pay for animal murder anyway. So there's just no difference between you doing it. So it's like this massive catch 22 for anyone who's got like a tarantula or a snake or a gecko or something like that in their care. Um it just seems the options are so there's no way to do this like from there's, a vegan a, perspective. there's no uh a
1: hap- there's no happy ending <laughs> yeah um i think that you know whenever i have to take a decision um that um, involves morality i always imagine if it was you know a human to know if i'm being speciesist or not if you had a kid under your care that could only survive by having to eat like something inside other kids would you kill the rest of their um i don't know kindergarten class uh to keep your kid alive that really depends on the person there's some people who would be like yeah i would kill like 50 50 kids a day if i could keep my kid alive and there's other people who'd be like nope you know so it's really it's a tough um decision. Yeah. Um for sure though like... I I wouldn't I wouldn't have an animal if I if you know and today as of today I wouldn't have an animal that if if this animal involves yeah. having to kill other
0: animals. I agree. It's so I know it's so easy for me and you because pe- people just, come, you know, they might come up to us and say, Sonia George, like, what, you know, what do you suggest vegans do, you know, about with carnivorous animals and stuff? And my, option, my answer every time is just don't adopt a carnivorous animal um, because you're faced with these horrible, horrible um, situations. Um, but, you know, unfortunately for some people, they already have these carnivorous animals in their care. Yeah. And my answer is, you know, those four scenarios I gave you a moment ago, which are all shit. Um, So, you know, I mean, it could be a case of we just have to work on ways. to. You did say earlier where there's a will, there's a way. I'm sure I'm very sure that as um, we hopefully progress to a more ethical world. Well, not only should animals no longer being being bred into captivity anyway, but for as long as they are, I hope that you know, there are viable solutions on the market to buying, um, you know, for scientifically formulated foods yeah. that do not contain dead animals, but that perfectly match the nutrient profile of everything that carnivorous animals need, be it the acidity level, the the, the amino acid, all
1: that stuff. Yeah. I think that as we shift to a vegan world, these things will be available. Obviously in a vegan world that we want, we will not have, pets <laughs> mm. but um i think that as we shift there's gonna be more and more options available you know i don't know when um, vegan pet food for dogs and cats a kibble um commercially available started appearing but i don't think it was you know um that long ago and now it's super easy you can find it on amazon and order it to your home you don't even have to go out home so as we progress we're uh, and people you know there's someone who um puts effort into finding a solution to that we're gonna have more available options
0: yeah all right i'll guess i'll just um I'll ask you one question just before we end, then we'll wrap up this episode. So I'll, I'll just ask you, Sonia, what would you say to someone, Sonia, who has a carnivorous animal in their care right now? And they say, you know, I've got like a snake or a, or a scorpion or what do scorpions eat? I don't even know what they eat. Um, <laughs> they're insectivores, right? Uh, you know, I've got a snake or a scorpion or something like that in my care. What should I do? And I don't have this, Magical solution that you mentioned your friend has. Um, so, what what do you suggest I do?
1: Um, I can't say what I would suggest.
0: Yeah. No. Um,
1: I think that um, I I'm not I'm I'm not one to tell what other people should do. I know what I would do. Um, if I had a carnivorous animal that I had to feed them. Obligately, other animals, daily, Uh, I wouldn't have this animal, and not having them, it's either by, and I know that I'm going to get hate for this, but it's either putting down the animal, which is going to be the lesser evil, or um, releasing the animal in the wild, and it doesn't, it, there's not, it's not a pretty story, this is not a Disney, a story that has a happy ending, this is these are lesser evils. And if you think about it objectively and logically, I think those are the the best options for the rest of the animals that want to live as much as that animal.
0: Yeah, so it basically sucks no matter what you do, which is the, I guess, the thing I was saying a, mo- a moment ago. Um, and yeah, I, I guess the only advice we can give to vegans who have a carnivorous animal in their care who they're pretty sure they cannot successfully feed a plant-based diet is just research 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 um but you know i should tell tell everyone listening to this neither myself nor sonia are uh vets or medical professionals so you know it's down to absolutely everyone to to research and do the responsible thing but yeah thanks so much for joining um sonia it's been really great to have you thanks so much to have you here on the debut episode
1: Um, i I want to point out so sure go on that uh, that would like my response is that would be um in the ultimate case that you had no other single option yeah. um but I, as i said before where there's a wheel there's a way and i would if i had any of those animals in my under my care what i would try to do is find a way try to find it um to find a solution to try to, um, not, you know, to successfully, um, feed them a plant-based diet.
0: Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Sonia. And for everyone who's enjoyed that listening, um, you can tune in next time. I've got, um, some more interesting guests and stuff coming up that I will announce soon. If you want to support the Carnes and Debunk podcast or any of my work, Head to patreon.com forward slash of the Bunk. Thank you all for listening and any questions, just pop them in the comment section of the YouTube or the Facebook. Thanks everyone.